welcome to everyone tonight. And if you are a guest this evening, we welcome you as a part of this service tonight. We're glad to have you with us. And I know we've got a number of folks out due to sickness and traveling, but uh, those that are joining us online, we welcome you part of this service tonight as well. I, uh, I thought I had um, some direction for this evening uh, for a little while now and was just kind of waiting on the opportunity, but Friday uh, in the course of just some basic, nothing formal or earth shattering, but some conversations with my wife and just some things that were said and shared just kind of felt a redirection um, this evening so if you would go with me to Hebrews chapter 11 this chapter obviously not theologically but oftentimes we refer to this chapter as faith's hall of fame so I want to I want to begin with verse 32. Hebrews 11:32. Up until this point, most of you are familiar with this chapter, but up until this point it's it's naming different people and what they did by faith. It's giving specific names, Abraham, Sarah, Abel, or Enoch, excuse me. And then verse number 32, it, it says this. And what shall I more say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and Samson and Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, Quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, wax valiant in flight in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. And others. And others were tortured not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonments. They were sawn, they were stoned, they were sawn asunder, They were tempted, they were slain with the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. Of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in desert and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth, and these all having obtained a good report through faith, receive not the promise. God, having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made 
perfect. Father, thank you for the privilege of being together this evening, the privilege of praising and worshiping you. Thank you for your presence that we have felt in this place tonight, your spirit that's responded to our worship. We honor you. Now, Lord, I pray that you would minister in this place tonight. Father, I pray that you would touch some hearts and lives in this sanctuary tonight and perhaps some that are even watching online right now and others that will watch in the future. But I pray that there would be a divine touch of your spirit tonight, Lord. Let your word go forth with certainty. Let the hearer receive it with faith. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I trust you again tonight, Father. I acknowledge without you I can do nothing, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Most of us, as believers, as saints, would love to be somewhere in the first 34 and a half verses of Hebrews 11. Because up through the beginning of verse 34, it's about all these amazing accomplishments that were done through faith. It's all these things that men and women of God accomplished by faith. It's some of these names and some of these referenced here are stories that if you started going to Sunday school as a child, no matter what denomination it was, these were the stories you you started hearing about. We we all want to be a Goliath killer and we all want to spend the night in the mal in the lion's den as long as the lions don't do anything to us and and, and, and all of those great accomplishments that happen by, by faith. But partway through verse 35, it's always intrigued me how the language changes. Up until this point, we get specific names. We get examples that... If you are very familiar with the Bible, you know exactly who it's talking about. And those, again, those are the people we want to be. Those are the ones that we are volunteering to be selected for. By faith, great accomplishment. By faith, seeing miracles and signs and wonders. And by faith, as, as verse, uh, verse, uh, 34 says, we, we want to turn to flight the armies of the aliens. We, we want to quench the violence of the... We, we all are... We want that. But in the very same chapter, it's this chapter that starts off with that very notable passage when it comes to faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And, and then we get all of these examples until we get to, to verse 35, but then it starts talking about these others. 
these others whose testimonies were not great victories. Their testimonies was not the miraculous. Their, their testimony was suffering. Their testimony was facing adversity and hardship. Their, their testimony was God not coming through in the miraculous way. And yet everyone in this chapter is included in things that were done by faith. Too many times the enemy tries to tell us when things don't go the way that we are praying for. And when we go through difficulties and adversity that the problem is, well, you just didn't have enough faith. No, the same chapter that that mentions some of these very notable miracles in Scripture is the exact same chapter that tells us of some things that we would consider to be defeat. And yet they experienced those things and made it through those things by faith. And he says the world was not worthy of them. Really amazes me who... We have made the heroes of our day. It's amazing to me the people that are considered to be the heroes of today. Those that we award for their great accomplishments. If you, if you know anything about me, if you know much about me, you know I like sports. I enjoy sports. I, I think, in fact, I could kind of say I love sports. I know you don't love inanimate stuff, but... I, I love them. I First and foremost, I love to play them any chance I get. I don't get to do it as much anymore, especially because of aches and pains and all that fun stuff. And by the way, I meant to say this, aches and pains reminded me of this. Yeah, uh, uh, thank you. I know I posted, but thank you to all the brethren that came out and, and helped us yesterday. And we had some major progress that we made yesterday. Thank you so much. The aches and pains, because all of us older guys feel it from yesterday. I, I, I'm all I'm I, I'm 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 a pro sports guy. Not professional. I mean for sports. But I, I I'm sorry. I, I know hitting a 100 mile an hour fastball is a hard thing to do. But how in the world that's become the heroes of our world? Because you can throw that 100-mile fastball and strike a guy out. That, that's, I, I, I like to watch golf every now and then. I play golf. I like to watch golf. And, you know, guy's on the green, and he's got, the, he's got this last putt, and there's such pressure because if he misses this putt, he's not going to win the tournament. Instead of 2 or $3 million, he's only going to make a million and a half. Most of you probably don't care about golf enough to have ever looked at at the results of a tournament, but after a tournament, they show the winnings and guys that want that guys that came in tenth, fifteenth place in some tournaments are walking away with hundreds of thousands of dollars coming in fifteenth, twentieth place. And so it's. So much pressure standing on the 18th green with thousands of people around the green and millions of people watching on television because if you miss this putt, you will come in second place and only take a million home. That's pressure. 
celebrate somebody for a role they portray in a movie. And I'm sorry, the people the world ought to be honoring and the people this world is not worthy of are those that we read about here in verse 35 and verse 36 and verse 37. People who are going through adversity and challenges and still trust God, still believe God, still have faith in God. That's who the world is not worthy of. I've come tonight with a desire. It was my wife, and it was a, actually just to be very transparent and honest, it was, she had just gotten the report, the update from Sister Amy Trader, Ava's surgery. She had come through her surgery, but Sister Amy posted this on Facebook, so I'm not sharing anything that's not publicly available, but. There was some complications with Ava's surgery and and they had to end up going to some more severe efforts than originally intended with her surgery. And we we my wife sort of said it. I don't remember what exactly what she said, but we just she got to I, there are people in this congregation and there's some people in this place tonight that I've come tonight with a burden, Brother Middleton. I've come hopefully in the direction and inspiration of the Holy Ghost to honor some others. Brother Tino, there you go. I honor others. (laughs) I've come tonight to honor some others that are amongst us. That know what it means to be sawn asunder. That know what it means to go through adversity and difficulty. That know what it means to go through tests and trials and tribulations. And yet you're still sitting on that seat and you've still got faith in God. Can I tell you tonight, there's no better life than a life lived for God. There's no better life to live than a life lived for God. There's no better option. We're not here tonight as some poor us because we're here on a Sunday night. There's no better place to be than in the presence of God with the people of God. There's no better life to live than a life that is committed and dedicated to the Word of God. That there's no better life. I believe your worst day in the church is better than your best day in the world. Because the circumstances may seem to have been better on your best day in the world, but the difference is your worst day in the church, you've got a hope that's beyond your circumstances. If you've got hope in this life only, you are of all men most miserable. Some of you have been in some settings with Brother Grossbach where I've gotten up, it's a Saturday morning, it's an unusual time, and I've gotten up and I've appreciated all of you for taking time out of your busy schedules to come, and he gets up there and he's, this is paraphrasing, but really it's kind of, I think, what he said. He's like, are you kidding me? This ain't no sacrifice. This is a privilege to be a part of the kingdom of God. It's a privilege to be workers and laborers in the kingdom of God. It's a privilege to have the opportunity to get up early on a Saturday morning when you could be sleeping in. I believe all of that. 
I think all of that's true. I think we ought to do it just because it's right. We ought to do it just because the Word of God says it. But the bottom line is you and I are in flesh. We've got humanity. We don't always do what we should just because we should. And we don't always do what we should just because we know it's right. And we don't always have the stamina and the determination to do it just because we ought to. But I've come tonight and not everybody that could be honored is here, obviously, in a lot of ways. But I've come to honor some people amongst us tonight that your name is not in the first part of Hebrews where it's all about the miracles, signs, and wonders. But you've, you've seen what it is to go through some heartache and pain. You've been through some disappointment in your time of walking with God. And yet you've still got faith. And you're here by faith just as much as those that have all of those testimonies of the things God did in and through them. John 6 verse number 59 tells us Jesus Jesus and the disciples that these things said he under, these things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many therefore of his disciples somebody say disciples you, 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 you got to make sure you get that. Many of his disciples, it wasn't an uncommon thing for a multitude to gather together because Jesus was teaching and Jesus was doing miracles. And so multitudes out of curiosity would gather together. But once Jesus was done putting on a show... Not, not that Jesus was putting on a show, but they come to see the show. And when it was done, they all went back to their homes, their lives. But, but this group right here was not the multitude. This group had reached a point. They had, they had followed Him enough that they were called disciples. They had, they had been with Him long enough. They weren't just the crowd. They followed him enough that they're now called disciples. No, not the 12 disciples, but they were called disciples. So it's, it's, it's disciples who heard. If you read some of the verses before where he started, it's, he's talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And, and this is hard. And, and, and so therefore, many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew it himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Did this offend you? What and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said, there, and, and he said, therefore, said I unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. From that time, many of his disciples, there it is again, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Oh, hold on, Jesus. We, <laughs> this isn't what we signed up for. When, when we got the invitation to follow you, we, we saw you do some miracles. 
We saw you open some some blind eyes and open some deaf ears. We we saw you raise the dead. We saw you multiply some food and feed multitudes. So that, that's why we that's what we signed up for. We we heard you talking about establishing a kingdom. That's why we signed up. We we didn't sign up for all this other stuff. Many disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will you also go away? Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. I am in the company of some people tonight. That you're not like that group of disciples that decided we didn't sign up for this. But I'm, I'm in the company of some people tonight that you're in that group of twelve. While Peter was the one that spoke up and made the declaration, obviously the other eleven were in full agreement. Lord, where else are we going to go? We, we don't like what you've said any more than the rest of them do. We're not any more excited about eating your flesh and drinking your blood than they are. But we've made up our minds. Where else is there to go? I'm preaching to some people tonight that you've lived. I'm preaching to some people that have lived for decades. You've lived for decades. As other disciples have come and gone feel like, and maybe it's just the devil, I feel like some of you are like waiting, there's a hammer's about to drop. There's no hammer tonight. Maybe next Sunday night. So do me a favor, let down your guard, quit waiting for the hammer, there's not one. I'm preaching to some disciples tonight. That as other disciples have come and gone, you've made up your mind. I believe, I've said it and I've challenged and maybe even rebuked sometimes and I probably will in the future. I believe when we gather together, everybody that's got the Holy Ghost ought to be worshiping and praising God when it's time to worship and praise God. I believe that. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Enter His courts with praise. Make a joyful noise. I believe all that stuff. But sometimes just showing up Sometimes the fact that you can say, I'm still here. I may not have my two. I leaned over to Brother Middleton after, after all those old, old school songs. Sister Tricia, I said, I think we may need to give some Antioch two-step lessons. I, didn't, I, don't, I, I saw at one point Brother Gross, he was, he was getting a little bit. Back in the day, it was... Bishop, it was the rotate. Brother Gross was not just back and forth. Brother Middleton, it wasn't either one.
Brother Mike T. My shy, introverted self, the entertainment at my 16th birthday party was me imitating everybody in the church. Sometimes you may not have a two-step. Sometimes you may not have a cut-the-rug mentality, but you can simply say, I'm still here. While others decided to go back, I'm in the others that made up their mind. Where else are we going to go? You alone have the words of eternal life. 1 Kings 19, verse 13, Elijah, verse chapter 18, Elijah's had his mountaintop experience. He stood down the prophets of Baal all by himself. He's called fire down from heaven. And then Jezebel threatens him and he's now running for his life. One chapter later, he's asking God to kill him. How do you go from calling fire down from heaven to now asking God to kill you? But he did. Verse number 13 says, And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering end of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? Watch what he says. I I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. (laughs) Boy, he sounds really noble here. Because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant thrown down thine altars and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you come, anoint Haziel to be king over Israel, and Jehu the son of Nimshi shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel, and Elisha the son of Shabbat of Abel, Meholah shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room in your place and it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Haziel shall Jehu slay and him that escapeth the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay and by the way Elijah you're sitting in this cave with a pity party because you're the only one I got 7,000 more in Israel that haven't bowed a knee To Baal and every mouth which hath not kissed him. You think you're you think you're so noble, Elijah, and you think you're the only one still believing. You think you're the only one still doing what's right. I, I got news for you, Elijah. I, I don't just have a couple hidden somewhere. I got seven thousand that still haven't bowed a knee. Can I stay can I say I stand here tonight and I believe I'm preaching to some of the seven thousand that while others may have bowed a knee and others think they're the only ones left, I'm preaching to some people tonight that you've made up your mind. We will not bow, we will not quit, we will not go back. If nothing else, when we can't go forward, when we don't feel like we can make any progress, we're going to do what the Apostle Paul said, having done all to stand, 
stand therefore. Sometimes you can't you can't push towards the mark. Sometimes you don't have what it takes to strive forward. But in those moments, some of you have made up your mind. I might not be able to go forward right now, but I'm not going backward. I've made up my mind. I'm going to stand my ground. The way we used to say it a lot and every now and then we still do. I've got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. Though I walk through the lonely valley and I drink from the bitter cup. When the devil comes a knocking, showing me an easier way. I stand right flat on my feet. I throw my head in the air. I look him straight in the eye. I say my foot's on the rock and I've got my mind made up. If you're not going forward right now then at least just stand your ground because whatever's going on it's going to pass if you'll just hold your ground I want to shut the mouths of lions. I I want to kill Goliath. I want to do all that great stuff. Really, the bottom line is this. All of those in the beginning of the chapter still had adversity. The challenge is this. I was going to... I had this to use, I think, at the end. but Pardon me for a moment for a borrowing you know gonna again hopefully I don't have to qualify it but I will I, I know even in the last couple of weeks there are those of you that have been going through way worse things than 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 the things that have touched my family I, I get that but as I've said just because people are going through worse than you are doesn't mean what you're going through doesn't affect you One daughter at home trying to get strength and energy and recover from a miscarriage and the other daughter at one point in the hospital and then both of them at their respective homes. And Elizabeth, as some know, yesterday was supposed to be her shower and she posted a, man, talk about a proud dad moment, even if she is 26. She said this on Instagram and Facebook. You can read the rest, all of it later. I'm just going to pick out a portion, but I thought this was so profound and f- so fitting for tonight. Expectations are a tricky thing. They aren't physical or tangible, but they're very real and impact our emotions and spirit. I've noticed there's a wide variety of reactions to the disappointment from unmet expectation, frustration, bitterness, depression, anger, denial, etc. She said in the past, I've reacted in similar ways, but this time has been different. There have been too many miracles, too much peace, and too much love to see anything but the goodness of God. Rather than choose the other reactions, we've chosen to be thankful How true it is, expectations are a challenging thing. I believe, I believe I can say, as a matter of fact, 
There's not a person in this place tonight that's been walking with God for a significant length of time that you have not had expectations that were not met. Some of you, it only took a couple of years. But if it didn't happen within the first couple of years, it wasn't much more than probably the first ten. And if you were, excuse the terminology, but if you were lucky enough to get past the first ten, it probably wasn't much longer than that. Where the expectations you had on how all of this was going to go didn't go that way. I'm preaching to some people tonight. There is absolutely no doubt. I'm talking about some people that have been around here 20, 30, 40 years. If I'm not mistaken, Brother Sister Bishop, it's 50 plus for you guys now, isn't it? We're now Antioch is now 53 in September. Sister Krieger, I believe, also is pretty close so at least one couple I know for a fact for brother and sister bishop there's some expectations that haven't been met I think in essence that was John the Baptist problem he had some expectations on how things were going to go He understood that his role was not to be the one. He understood that his role was simply to prepare the way for the one. And I think John was perfectly fine with that role. But I also think John thought things were going to go a different way than they went. I think John thought that once Jesus showed up and and he had arrived on the scene that John would become the worship leader. Or he'd become the Brother Middleton, leading prayer, getting everybody in the presence. And then, here's Jesus. I know, doesn't say that. (laughs) I appreciate you asking that question, because it's a good question. (laughs) But I I think that's, that's that's how I imagine it. John had some expectations. How do you go from standing in front of a crowd of people when Jesus has done absolutely nothing yet and telling everybody, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. This is the one I've been telling you about. This is the one whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. And and then just a short time later, you're telling your disciples, Hey, do me a favor, go ask Jesus a question. Ask him, is he the one? Or do we look for another? He goes from a confident declaration of who Jesus is to now questioning if Jesus was the one. I believe what took place was unmet expectations. Jesus responds and says, you tell John all these things that are happening that are the evidence that he's the one. But then he adds on this statement, blessed is he, and this is, this is one of the other translations, blessed is he that is not offended in the way I run his life. 
You were okay with your role, John, as long as it was going the way you wanted. But can you be okay with who you are and how it goes if it doesn't meet your expectations? And I'm challenging some of you younger folks in the Lord, and I don't mean younger age, physical age, I mean spiritual age. you got to make up your mind. You're going to be okay with how He runs your life. But can I tell you tonight, there's some precious men and women of God that are sitting around you in this sanctuary tonight that have been living examples of what it looks like for your expectations to not be met and for you to say like Job, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Anybody can worship. Anybody can be faithful to the house of God when all things are going well, when God's blessing financially, when you're healthy, when your family's all together. Anybody can do that. But it takes somebody that's willing to make up by their mind the Lord gives and the Lord taketh away, whether He's giving or He's taking. Blessed be the name of the Lord. believe praise has to be something outward, something expressive, but I do believe there's some times where it's your presence alone that it's making that declaration, devil, you ain't got me yet and you're not going to get me. You've thrown, we are troubled on every side. We're cast down. We, we got turmoil everywhere we look. I've been praying for God to do stuff for years and years and years that He hadn't done it yet. But I'm still believing. I'm still trusting. Though He slay me, yet will I trust Him. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. Others and others and others. Oh, God, thank you for the others that are here tonight. Thank you for the others, some of them watching online. Thank you for the others, some of them are out of town on vacation. Others, others. How many thousands? I don't know if it's into the tens of thousands. I don't know, but I'm confident, Brother you. I'm confident, Brother Middleton, that in the 50 plus years of this church's history, it's into the thousands of people that have passed through the doors of this church in various locations, been baptized in the water and in the Spirit. Got the same Holy Ghost you got. Spoke in tongues just like you spoke in the real Holy Ghost, the real deal. But they couldn't make up their mind to be thankful when unmet expectations took place. They opened a door for bitterness and resentment and pointing fingers at God. And like those disciples that chose to walk away, they walked away. Book of Joshua, chapter number 4. Children of Israel are about to enter the promised land. They've spent their 40 years in the wilderness. They've come to the Jordan. God has given instruction to them to prepare. They've spent several days preparing, and it's now time to actually cross over into the promised land. The Bible says this in verse 1 of chapter 4, and it 
came to pass when all the people were clean, passed over Jordan, that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of every out of the people, out of every tribe a man, and command ye them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, and you shall carry them over with you and Leave them in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every man, out of every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of Jordan, and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according unto the, unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. Notice where he told them to get the stone from. I want you to get it in the midst of the Jordan. I want you to get it in the place of the adversity that you're about to come through. That this may be before the ark of the, verse 5, before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of Jordan, and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you, that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then you shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded and took up twelve stones out of the midst of Jordan. As the Lord spake unto Joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel and carried them over with them unto the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests which bear the ark of the covenant stood, and they are there unto this day. John, if you'll grab those. He says, I, I want you guys to grab a stone when you cross through the Jordan. I want you to grab it in the midst of the Jordan. Nothing special about the bag, so don't be all wondering. Just trying to make sure Brother Gross doesn't have too much work. I I, I want you, as you pass through, I want you to pick up a stone in the midst of the Jordan. Now, obviously, if you heard what I just read, these, these were some serious stones. Because he said you're supposed to put them on your shoulder. I don't have those tonight. I'm too old. He said, he said, I, I want you to, I want you to, let me, let me see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So first row here. First three rows of guys over there. Come, come, come over here. You're, 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 you're each from my twelve tribes. I want you to come up on here. Come up on here. Grab, grab a stone. I said I, I want you to. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11. There we go. Perfect. 
He said, I want you to pass through. And, and when you guys get to the other side, now, I've seen them do this at some beaches and stuff. I don't know if y'all, these are not the best ones. I don't know if you can really stack them. But, but if nothing else, just, just give me a little pile here. He says, I, I want you to pick them up on your shoulders. And I, I want you, you can put them down and you can go back to your seat. I, I, I want you to put them on the other side so that in years to come, when your children pass by and, and they see these stacked <laughs> these don't these don't work well for that but they see these stacked stones and they ask you what do those mean you can tell them and and Joshua he stops himself in the midst of the Jordan and and he gets out his own and he starts to he starts to make his own memorial in the midst and according to scripture they're still there until this day we want, to, we want there to be a reminder. A couple of them paper towels. We want there to be a reminder. This is to be a memorial for generations to come. I've never unrolled paper towels in front of 200 people before and had such a hard time doing it. I want you I want you to build a memorial. Watch this. I don't I don't really think that in its primary application this is what this verse is about. But I believe with all of my heart the Lord sent me to this verse to connect it with this. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 5, Peter under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost says, "You also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. I realize what they were told to what they were told to stack up was not they weren't building a house, they were building a memorial. They were taking actual stones from the river and using them to build a memorial. But in Peter chapter 2 verse 5, he says, You, you are lively stones. Oh, you can throw them away when you leave if you want to. Some of you probably aren't as, you're probably, you probably aren't as sentimental as I am. Do you know what? 50 plus years. Brother Bishop, I know you can't do what you used to do. I know you I I know it's a struggle for you to just come and make it to your spot. I know you don't have the strength and the stamina that you used to have, but can I tell you tonight you're a lively stone. Sister Bishop, I know you don't have the same strength and stamina you, but you're a lively stone. 
You've, you, you've gone through disappointment. You've gone through loss. You've had promises and visions and dreams that, that didn't go the way you thought they would. And some of them you're still believing God for. And I'm here to tell you tonight, if they still don't even happen, thank you for being one of the others that in spite of the fact it didn't happen the way you hoped and believe you're still trusting. You're still believing. You're still one of those. I, I, I know, but when you do stuff like this, I'm not going to get to everybody tonight. And I pray, I hope and pray that if you think I ought to get to you and I don't, then, then please forgive me and just work that out with you. And Jesus, I'm, I don't have a list of names. I'm just doing my best to follow what I feel here right now. But oh, I, 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 I sat there and Friday, they're not here. I'm assuming they're at the hospital, but I sat there thinking about that precious young girl sitting in that hospital room going through that procedure and then, then it doesn't take much to start going up the chain of genealogy and begin to think about the traitor family and I think about a woman who's been through the unexpected loss of a husband, been through the unexpected loss of children and has, now has a husband that's that's not doing the greatest sitting in a, in a, in a rehabilitation place but I thank you Sister Richards, I thank you that maybe you haven't always experienced the testimonies and the victory in the first part of Hebrews 11 but you may be one of the others but you've been one of the others and you continue to be one of the others and there's a generation that we've got some lively stones that are a testimony look what God brought somebody through look at the ups and downs somebody made it through I know they're all older, but let's get to a little bit, some, some little bit younger. I, I know you grew up in this. You've been in this all your life. Haven't done it perfectly, but you never backslid. You never left. This isn't the way you anticipated it. This isn't the expectations you had. This isn't the dreams and the visions. But Sandy, thank you. Thank you for being one of the others and sticking with it. Thank you for being one of the others and not pointing fingers at God and not walking away. Away from God. I preach to a younger generation tonight that I'm, I'm here to encourage the others, but I will challenge you. Thank you for your energy, Josh. Thank you for your excitement, but there's going to be some disappointed expectations. There's going to be some up and downs. It's not always going to go the way you hope and dream, and I know you've already experienced that some, but I challenge Josh and the rest of you young people and young adults to make up your mind tonight. Where else? Where else are we going to go? I know you slip into this spot service after service at night, not on Sunday mornings because it's 70 plus years old. You're still teaching Sunday school. You've been around here since I was a child. I know some things about your family. I know some of the things you've been through. I know some of the things you've endured. Absolutely in that category of others. But Sister Carol, thank you for being a lively stone. Sister Angie, I know you're younger, but thank you for being a lively stone. Thank you for being somebody we can look to and see that week after week, month after month, 
year after year if it's not all the exciting things of miracles and signs and wonders you still believe thank you God for the others thank you for the others thank you for the others take it home put it on your dresser as a paperweight please I'm going to say it publicly Please don't apologize ever again, Sister Gross, for the things you can't do anymore. Don't apologize for the stamina and strength you don't have anymore because you've, you've been one of those others. It hadn't always gone the way you thought it would go. Brother Gross, I know you guys have seen some ups and downs. You've been through some disappointments. You've been through some major disappointments. And yet week after week, month after month, year after year, you continue to be a memorial as an example of what God has brought you through. Others, 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 others. Before these, these young guys, it's so funny what, you, what young people, not just you young people here, but young people think they came up with everything. I said it the other night, a couple years ago, Timothy and William, I don't know what they were called, they were calling them, we called them DC cuffs. We went through a spurt in the 80s where you, you purposely got your jeans a little bit long and you folded the bottoms of them over and then you rolled them up. A couple years ago, that came back through a little bit. I sat down one Sunday morning after service over there with my suit pants and did my pants. I'm like, well, you know how, yeah, I know how to do that. I did that before you were ever even a blip on the radar. All you guys that do that jumping up and chest bump thing. Y'all are, y'all are Johnny come latelys. I can remember down on the front of that old gymatorium, that tan brownish carpet, those carpet walls, those tan folding chairs. I can remember these two guys that had just gotten in church full of zeal and excitement. Down on the front row. I don't remember them actually doing high fives, chest bump high fives, but they would jump and do high tens. I know. It didn't go the way you anticipated back then. And the way you dreamed and envisioned it going hasn't happened, Alan. But you're a lively stone, you're a memorial. That you're willing to be another. And you sit beside him. Another one of those born and raised in this. This is all you knew. And it didn't always go the way you dreamed. I went to youth camps with you. We went to youth camps together at Roxbury and other places. And gave our lives to God with dreams and vision. It didn't go the way you expected it. But here you are. And a precious mom sitting next to you. Some don't even know all the stories through the years. And the past couple of years watching you. Sister Bonnie as you've gone through the loss of your husband. And the difficulty of seeing his condition and yet not ever seeing one bit of bitterness come from you or one bit of resentment come from you. Oh, I want to be one of those that are in the first part of Hebrews. But if God decides that I can just be one of the others, I pray that like some of these folks, I can be one of the others.
I'm not going to keep going. There's a bunch of them up here. And in a, in a few moments, I'm going to hope some of you will put your pride aside and you won't feel like you're being presumptuous. And I'm going to give an invitation in a moment. Brother Bray, I, I know, I know. I've experienced just in the last year what it's like to come to church without my spouse. And I can't, I hate it. I hate it. I, I, we are a team. We work together. And, and there's just something so comforting and reassuring when I look over to that second row and I can just get a glance of my wife sitting there. And, and, and for the last year, there have been so many times that that hasn't happened. And, I, and, and, I, I, and I've watched you for years and years now as your wife has dealt with physical stuff. And I've watched you Sunday morning, not just Sunday morning, but I've watched especially Sunday mornings as you've come in and stood up there on that platform as service started. And just a few moments into worship as the Spirit of God began to move, you'd make your way down off that platform and I'd see you when I'm sure you could have used some ministry. I've watched you walk down in these aisles and lay a hand on somebody's shoulder and begin to pray. I hope at some point, Brother Bray, God heals your wife of all her physical ailments and the things that she's battled. But in the meantime, Brother Bray, thank you for being one of the others that continues to trust and believe God, even if He doesn't meet your expectations. I feel like I'm going to sound cheesy with what I'm about to say. You don't use that word at your house. We use that word at our house. I feel like I'm about to just sound cheesy, but I just hear it from the bottom of my heart. I, I am humbled by some of the people that I am privileged to walk this journey with. Knowing that there's stuff you've hoped and believed God for for years and decades, and I, I don't want to I don't want to touch any wounds here, make anything any more painful than it is, but, but Sister Peggy, I, I, you, 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 you just just year after year after year this isn't how it always was you continue you continue faithfully week after week service after service that if God chooses and lets you still just continue to be one of the others thank you for continuing to do it by faith brother Bill I can say the exact 30 plus years I, I know as much as anybody else and if you don't know this this man is at this building six or seven days a week week after he's done that for years in fact I think you started when my grandfather was still living and my grandfather passed away in 1991 Brother Benner comes. I I I I I do my Sunday mornings here now. Been doing that for a while, and just about every single Sunday morning before I pull up on this hill, if it's cold out, Brother Benner's somewhere inside this sanctuary. If it's nice out on a day like today, you find him out there wandering. I I, I don't mean this to be unkind to anybody, but I know for a fact I will stand before God one day and happy to be a witness. If anybody in this place prays, I know this man prays, and I know that he doesn't do it just as a religious obligation or duty or ritual he does it by faith we've sat and had conversations of his faith and confidence in the promises of God and yet brother Benner I know where you are right now and how things are is not the expectations and I hope one day you get upgraded to the first half of Hebrews 11 but if not brother Benner thank you so much for being willing to be one of the others and just continuing to faith walk with God.
we want. We believe for the miracles, signs, and wonders, and I believe they're going to happen. I think we're going to see more and more of them in the last days, but there's still going to be others. There's still going to be others. Thank you. Thank you. I could keep going. I could keep going. And please, I beg of you. I mean it sincerely. There's others of you. Absolutely, I could come up to you and talk about you the way I'm talking about these others. No pun intended. I don't, I don't have time and neither do I feel the leading. I could, I could go down the list. I, I could go down the list. I, I'm... I, It's a great thing when God tells you where to go and leads you there with all these wonderful, lovely circumstances, but 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 that's that's not how you got here. It's not how you got here. It hadn't been easy along the way. There's been ups and downs along the way. There's there's been challenges along the way. There's been some unanswered prayers along the way, but there's some lively stones. Oh, let it be that in, that in a few years some people walk by and they say, t- 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 who's that? Who, who's that person over there? Oh, let me tell you about them and let me tell you what they represent. I know you just kind of slip in over here week after week and hide over in this corner. I know it hadn't always gone the way you thought it would or hoped it would, envisioned it would. And yet, and yet, I look over there, service after service, I see you over there with your hands raised, worshiping. I can't tell you what that does for me. Thank you. Thank you, Ruthie, for being, being one of the others. I don't, I don't mean to be unkind to anybody, but you've got some peers you got some peers that weren't able to be one of the others. Thank you for being one of the others. I'm not here trying to be critical or judgmental of anybody tonight, please. But I am here hoping that some of you that I've called your name and some others that the Holy Ghost is calling your name, that you'll get some fresh courage tonight. You'll get some fresh strength. That you know what? I don't want to live the rest of my life at the end of Hebrews 11. I want to get up there in some of that other stuff. But if God chooses, God chooses. God, I, I, I'm, I'm now trying to quit. <laughs> There's things that there's some of you you were you were born into a worldly family that didn't know Jesus and so there's some things you went through that that while you shouldn't have gone through it's more acceptable or, or excuse me it's more understandable that you would go through them. You you, you you girls shouldn't have gone through some things you've gone through. Shouldn't have happened. Wasn't supposed to go that way. And yet here you sit. could be out there doing God only knows what. You might be young, younger than some of these others I've called their names, but yet, here you are, becoming a lively stone. I know you're a little newer to this than they are, even though you guys have been around a long time now. I know there's some disappointments and hopes and dreams that have yet, and you guys are still young enough that some of them are still going to come to pass. 
But in the meantime, thank you, Kirby, for willing to be one of the others. Thank you for not just loving Jesus as long as Jesus was doing everything you wanted Him to do, answering every prayer, giving you everything you wanted. Thank you that when you realized, I, I gotta, I gotta suffer. I gotta go through some difficulties. Thank you that you were willing to still believe. Oh, Jesus. I, honestly, I wish I had the time and, and the rocks to come around to every single one of you tonight. Because even those of you that are newer, you're proving. You're, you're becoming a lively stone. You're becoming a testimony. Oh, God, I could, I, 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 honestly, I, I could easily, I could easily just keep going all over this place. Yeah, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to touch wounds and whatever, but, but so please hear the spirit of what I'm trying. I, I look across at, at, at individuals with spouses that used to sit next to you, used to sit on these same seats as you are, worshiping and loving God. Some of you, 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 you used to be in ministry together and, 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 and it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it fell apart and you're now by yourself. Thank you. Thank you for still being one of the others. When it didn't go the way it should have gone. You shouldn't have dealt with some of the things you've dealt with. It, it should have never happened in the church. Thank you. Thank you while others have left for less. You've stayed. Parents sitting here tonight used to sit on seats here with your children. Not just your small children, but grown children that have wandered from God. Thank you. Thank you for being one of the others. Thank you for being willing to be one of the others. Thank you for some of you tonight that when you decided once again, I'm going to believe once again, I'm going to trust God for it once again, there was a glimmer of hope that something was turning around, that a miracle was in the works, and you ended up disappointed that when it, and it didn't happen, but rather than you throwing in the towel and pointing your finger and accusing God, you responded like Job. Though you slay me, yet will I trust you. Where else am I going to go? You alone. You alone have the words of eternal life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for becoming a memorial. Thank you for becoming a testimony. Not of those that are like the seed that was sown and grew up overnight, but it had no roots, it had no depth. As soon as the sun started beating down and adversity started coming, it just withered up and faded away. People all over this room tonight. There's people I think that are watching tonight. You're now a, you're now a lively stone that's a testimony. 
witness to generations to come. While others have walked away from Him, while others have let bitterness set in, and while others have been tempted to find an easier way, you've continued believing. You've continued trusting. You've continued walking. And on the days when you couldn't keep walking, you just kept standing. As your pastor tonight, I honor you. I honor you. I will be privileged one day if I understand Scripture. I'll be privileged one day to stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I'll be asked to give an account for you. What a privilege. What a privilege to be able to say, God, they went through all kinds of hell. They were faithful. They trusted you. They believed you. They had a prayer life. They were in ministry. Things didn't go the way they wanted. Things didn't go the way they hoped. But God, they they still believed. They still trusted you, God. You were still faithful. I wish I could do more than those of you I've given one to. And the rest of you, if you take one, I'll go buy more and have them Thursday night if everybody wants a rock. I pray. I pray. Again, I'm a sentimental guy. I got all kinds of stuff I keep and save. I know it's just a rock from Home Depot. I just bought it this evening. I wish... I wish you'd put it on a dresser. I wish you'd put it as a paperweight on a desk. I wish you'd put it someplace where you see it on a daily basis. When the enemy shows up. Condemnation with accusations. Reminding you of the disappointments and the failures. Not only the things you've messed up, but the things that it seems like from a natural perspective, the way God has let you down. You can be reminded, no, you may not be in that first part where we'd all love to be. But you're in that other part and the world is not worthy. The world's not worthy. Would you stand? Jesus' name. It's been my prayer this afternoon. The Spirit of the Lord would just 
sweep through this place tonight, strengthening some minds, some spirits. Some of you that you're weary. You're weary from the struggles. You're weary from trying to continue to believe for things that haven't happened yet, but you're still believing. You're still standing. I just pray that the presence of the Lord would just sweep through this sanctuary right now. I don't really know how to end this. I don't really know how to come to a conclusion, but I wonder if if we could do that this way. If you're, you're, you're willing tonight to just, just say, Lord, I, I've been living as one of those others and I'm going to keep living. Nothing's going to deter me. Nothing's going to cause me to walk away from you. Would you just, just as an indication, just as a a demonstration of that. Would you just just gather in down at the front? That's kind of the reason I'm asking, but I'm asking, and as you're coming, I'm not asking for you to come, that this to be really some big rededication and consecration. That's not the point of this message. But as you make up your mind, as you state once again, God, I'm, I'm one of those others and I'm willing to keep being. And I, as you've come down here, I pray that the Spirit of the Lord would just wash over this place. Some of you that you're a little newer to all of this, you're just kind of starting out in this. There's some amazing testimonies and witnesses around you. When the, when the devil comes sitting on your shoulder, when he comes with his accusations, there's, there's some memorials in this place that you can look to as testimonies and witnesses. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to just be dramatic or whatever. I, I wish I, I, that my... my, my I desire, I'd love to just keep going down the line person after person because as I continue looking across this auditorium, there, there's just individual after individual. I could, I could say things about you just as I've said about others. So if I didn't call your name, if, if I didn't get to you personally, would you please take it to heart that the Spirit of the Lord is, is ministering to you and I honor you. Trust in God, oh, through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon His Word, oh, through it all. 
through it all I've learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God through it all through it all I've learned to depend upon his word so I thank him for the mountains and I thank him for the valleys and I thank him for the storms he brought me through if I'd never had a problem I'd never know that he could solve them I'd never know what faith in God could do so I say that through it all oh through it all I've learned to trust in Jesus oh I've learned to trust in God oh through it all through it all I've learned to depend upon His Word. Can you say that first verse again with me? Oh, I thank Him for the mountains and I thank Him for the valleys and I thank Him for the storms He brought me through. If I'd never had a problem I'd never know that he could solve them I'd never know what faith in God could do oh I say that through it all oh through it all I've learned to trust Oh, I've learned to trust in God Oh, through it all Oh, through it all I've learned to depend upon His Word Oh, through it all through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God through it all, through it all. I've learned to depend upon his word oh I thank him for the mountains and I thank him for the valleys and I thank him 
for the storms he brought me through. If I'd never had a problem, I'd never know that he could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. So I say that through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Oh, through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon His Word. I just feel like i got to do one more. I know you're a lot younger than a bunch of these others that I've talked about and you haven't been around as long as some of these others but you and a few others Jesus know there's some valid reasons for you not to still be where you are but you're a witness you're a testimony you're one of those others that has chosen to still trust and believe when there was reasons not to. Oh, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. Oh, I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, oh, through it all I've learned to depend upon I just got to say that verse one more time oh I thank him for the mountains and I thank him for the valleys and I thank him for the storms he brought me through If I'd never had a problem, I'd never know that He could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. So I say that through it all, oh, through it all, I've learned trust in Jesus oh I've learned to trust in God oh through it all through it all I've learned to depend upon his word would you say it with me one more time oh through it all Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. 
I've learned to trust in God Oh, through it all Through it all I've learned to depend upon His Word I know I said one more time, but I didn't mean that time. I meant one more time. Through it all, oh, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God, oh, through it all, through it all I've learned to depend upon His Word Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Hallelujah Hallelujah Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's a there, there's not a whole lot of them left, but I would love for everybody that would have any desire to have one of these expensive rocks as a keepsake, as a reminder. I will have another bag next Sunday night. We won't be here Thursday night. So if you're un unable, and I also, hopefully that'll make you not feel uncomfortable trying to get one. So next Sunday night, I'll have another bag if you want one. And there's still a couple of them left, but I'll have more next Sunday night.